0: So we're in the Olivet Discourse. Uh, We've been there a minute. I've already began to look at uh, chapters 26, 27, 28 as we wrap up uh, Matthew. But I'm telling you there's a bunch left in the book of Matthew. A whole lot that's going to happen in three days. Did y'all hear me? A whole lot that's going to happen in about three days of time. But a lot happened in the life of Jesus. And aren't we glad it did? Uh, For what it bought for us when it did happen. So this morning we're looking at this. The joy of your master. The joy of your master. When we enter into heaven, we enter into the joy of our master. That is pretty significant. We're just going to touch on it this morning. Uh, There's a whole lot probably to touch on uh, about heaven and to think about heaven but there's not a whole lot in Scripture about heaven. But we do know this, in heaven we will experience the joy of our Master, the joy of the Lord. You think about that little song? I should have got it racked up and got it uh, ready. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know we sang that little chorus? It's a wonderful, wonderful little chorus. Let's look at chapter 25, verses 21 through 23. If you've got your Bible open, lots of times I'm going to refer to a Scripture All right, if it's Matthew chapter 25, it's not going to be in your program. It's going to be in your scripture, okay? Everything else outside of chapter 25 is going to be in your notes. All right, thank you so much. I see that taking taking over this morning. All right, here we go, verse 21. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. When's that going to be? Isn't that a good question? When's he going to set me over much? Look at the next one. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22. And he also who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. If you are here last week, you understand about the talents. If you weren't here last week, you can go back and read about it. You can study about it. You can go on Sermon Audio and you can hear that message. Verse 23, his master said to him, well done good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So for the past couple of months now we've been looking at the Olivet discourse. This morning I want to just remind you of some things we picked up on that as we continue on and we look at this little bit of a hint about heaven. So Everything about the Olivet Discourse is about this, being prepared, being watchful, being what? Ready for the return of the Lord. That is the next event, the next big spiritual event that's going to happen. The Lord's coming back. Bottom line is, you've got to be ready when He comes back. You've got to be ready. So in it... We have all kinds of exhortations and warnings. I'm just giving you a few of them here as, uh, as we go through. These are in chapter 24. If you want to just flip back, uh, you, can, you can follow along with these. Look at verse 4. And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. As we wait for the repearing of the Lord Jesus Christ for 2,000 years now, many people have been led astray from what they believed. Don't let that happen. Just because he has hesitated in coming back, because he hasn't come back when we thought he should, don't let anyone lead you astray. This is going on right now. You'll hear of wars and rumors of war. Verse 6, see that you're not alarmed. All of this that's that's happening, all of this that's happening in history has got to happen. Just know it's part of history. Be Be alert, but do not be alarmed. The end is yet to come. Look at verse 13. But the one who endures to win, the end will be saved. Hang on to the Lord. Don't quit the Lord. Pray that the Lord would take you out of here, me and you out of here, before we quit Him. Do not quit Him. Verses 9 through 14 in chapter 24. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. Trouble. There could be very hard times. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Just because you profess the name of the Lord, just because you hold to the, screen, to the teaching of God's Word, you will be persecuted. It's happening. Verse 10 Then many will fall away. Don't be one of those and betray one another. Don't betray your brothers. Don't quit them. Don't hate one another. Verse 11, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Let me tell you what those false prophets are teaching in America today and throughout the world, that you can live contrary to God's Word and still be saved. That is a lie. You can't operate outside God's Word, disregard God's Word and think you're saved. Something's wrong with that picture. The Word of God is true. And because lawlessness will be increased, y'all hear that lawlessness? Uh, We have guests this morning from California. As long as it's not over $900, it's not lawlessness to steal in California. Lawlessness. No law, no order. It's going to increase. We saw it back in, what, 20... George Floyd. We saw it back then when they they burned down cities with no... no, uh, No law enforcement of any of that. It's going to get worse. Lawlessness will increase. The love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures the end will be what? Saved. Verse 23, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, there he is, do not believe it. How How many people have fallen for that over the years? Look, let me tell you, when Christ comes, everybody will know it. All right, I mean, if somebody tells you the Christ has come, he's over here, you know they're lying to you. Listen, when the trumpet sounds and when Christ steps out on the crowd on the cloud, everybody's going to know it. Don't believe a lie. Verse 36, but concerning that day and hour, what? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. Not even the angels of heaven. Verse 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their, their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. What did he leave here for? Tell me. Somebody tell me why he left you. Why you're still here. You're here to get prepared for eternity. If you're getting prepared for eternity, if you're preparing your loved ones for eternity, if you're preparing others for eternity, you're doing what he left you here to do. Are you doing that? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. You hear that? That's a little hint of heaven. That we will be heirs and set over all things of the Lord. We're going to expound upon that a tad bit this morning. We looked at the wise and wicked servants. I just read the scripture. Jesus has left us something to do while He's away. Is He gone? Do we know where He's at? Is He coming back? Well, He's left us here to do something, to take care of those souls, to take care of His people. He has left us here to take care of His church to take care of the things that are eternal and important. Listen, the more we're given, the, the more that we do, the more responsibility that we'll have. Did you listen to me now? The more he sees us doing what he would have us to do, here he'll give us more to do. And what we are given here and how we handle what... Are you all listening? How we handle what we have been given here will determine what we will have to do in heaven. Hey, there's going to be be continual activity, continual worship, continual praise around the throne of God. There will be a continuation of, of nations and peoples of God that will continue for eternity. And there's got to be some type of organization to that. And it's obvious that his people who were in charge of his churches here and his people who, he di- who did well here in taking care of his people will have responsibility for taking care of people there. Now, I've had to think about this this week. We, we never think about this, and I'll tell you the kind of the reason that we don't ever think about it in a second. I think that this is uh, one reason we don't think about it. It's just not up there. I, I have no idea other than worship. And service. Did you hear those two words? Not praise and worship, but worship and service. Service to the king and service to his listen, as long as there are people, as long as we have people, there'll be people that need served. Amen? That's that's going to be the main thing of heaven that I came up with this week matthew twenty five fourteen through eighteen for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property to one he gave five talents to another two to another one with each according to the ability. Then he went away, and he who had received the five talents went at once and traded them, and he made five talents more, so also who he had made who, who had the two talents made two talents more. And he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. We're just recounting last week's message just a little bit. Listen, we have been left here, and we are here to take care of the things of the Lord. What higher responsibility is there than that? Did you hear me? We're here to take care of his church, to take care of the church while he's gone. Then we get to verse 21 through 23 again. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also had had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Look. Little here, the Lord takes as much when we do it for Him. The little we do here, He considers as much and we're rewarded for it. So, verse 28, this is the one that didn't do well with what he had. So take the talent from him, the one that hid it, give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has, will, more will be given and will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. So we are to use what we have. We, if we don't use it, he'll take it away from us and give it to somebody else to use. That's just common sense. Two of the servants did well and were rewarded. I would say generously rewarded. Now... One did less than the other, but what did he get? The same reward. The same reward. The other did nothing, and he was rewarded accordingly. Can you see in the scripture what that rewarding was? An eternity separated from God. Verse 32, before him will be gathered all the nations. Did did y'all hear that? Ukraine, Israel, all of the Palestinian nations. Everybody in Europe. All of the North and South America. All the nations. Did you hear that? before him will be gathered how much all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd as a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats we're going to look at that in the parable of the sheep and the goats coming up listen no one is going to be able to refuse no nation will be able to opt out of becoming before god for judgment Man, if you're, if you're reading the one-year Bible with us, he just got through this week in Isaiah dealing with all those godless nations. It's going to happen at the end also. Listen to me. All nations, all government, all economies one day will be under the authority of of the Lord God Almighty. Did you hear me? All under God. Whatever there is. Did you hear me? Whatever is left. Whoever is there. where it, Whether it be Christ. He will be ruler of all. Listen. If it's left after the fire. Are y'all with me? He is ruler of it. Are y'all somewhere else this morning? Did you hear me? Whatever is left after the fire, after the destruction of this world, whatever's left and whatever's set up, He is in control of it. Now, I'll have to admit, we haven't done much thinking about heaven. I'll tell you again in a minute why I think that's the case. How's it going to operate? I mean, I think those, uh, uh, how many people in the wilderness? Two, three thousand people for 40 years in the wilderness? I think there was a little organization, correct? Well, why wouldn't there be organization in heaven? I'm just telling you, you need to think. So who will be doing the bidding? Who will be doing the managing of all these things? Okay, now, right now the evil one is, is in control of all of those things in this world, the prince of this world, and he is, he is bringing it about to the conclusion that he thinks it wants to be. One world government, one world economy, one world church. That's where we're headed. But one day, all of that will be done away with, and the Lord Jesus Christ will be in charge. So after the fire destroys everything of this world, he will set up his world, right? A new heaven, a new... Who's that? That's his world. And who will be in charge of it? Him and his people. So we are, in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, we looked at the wise and the the foolish virgins, did we not? What do we see in there? You got it in your notes. They were prepared, waiting, and watching. Okay? So in one of these parables, we looked at being prepared by waiting and watching. In Matthew 25, 14 through 30, the parable of the tal- talents, we are being pr- prepared, right? Waiting, watching, and now he's given us something else to do while we're waiting. Are y'all here this morning? Yeah, y'all come on, Get try to get with me the best you can. All right? The best you can. So we were prepared, waiting and watching in the parable of the virgins. Now we are in the parable of the talents. We're waiting, watching, and working. He's given us something to do. Are you all with me? All right. Then we go to the parable of the sheep and goats, and we get to that parable of the sheep and and the goats, and we we look at it, and that preparedness is that we'll look at it in coming, uh, in coming, Matthew twenty five, thirty-four through thirty six, this will help you. Then the king will say, Those on his right, come who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me, I was sick and you visited me. Thank you. That might help us all. Good morning. Good morning. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. All right? So we watched and waiting. We watched, waiting, and we worked. Now think a little deeper. Now in this one, we're watching, waiting, and serving. You see that? He visited those who were sick. He visited those who were in jail. then we'll be doing this work, this same type of work, in heaven. Waiting, watching, worshipping, working, serving, what? God and His people. Look, all of that should be joyful to us now. Because that's all we're going to be doing in heaven. Washing, waiting, worshiping, working for the Lord, working for other people, and serving. <laughs> In chapter 25, we look at three parables. The parable of the virgin, let me say it again. We are to be prepared and waiting. Right? Were they waiting? They were waiting for the bridegroom. Five of them were ready, five of them weren't. In the parable of the talents, we are to be working while we're waiting. Look, I'm I'm, I'm kind of thinking, for a lot of us, we get saved and we just twiddle our fingers until the Lord returns. I think right now a lot of us are sick and tired of what's going on in the world and we just hunker down and waiting for the rapture. We're to be working. We're to be serving people. That's what we're going to be doing in heaven. In the parable of sheep and goats, we... See that we'll give an account to Jesus based on visiting those who are sick, those who are in prison, serving. So I said last week that we're going to take a look at what works, quote, works has to do with our salvation. But after studying this week and thinking about the parable of the sheep and the goats, I want to wait and look at that at the end of chapter 25. But, as promised last week, this week, I'm just beginning to get us to take a peep at what heaven might look what, like. And isn't it a good question? What will we be doing there? Somebody go to a text and open it up, and it, it's got a... Okay, at 8 8 a.m. every morning, we're going to do this. 9, we're going to do this. 11, we're going to do this. 12, we're going to do this. Listen, heaven's going to look like this. Whatever Christian people have been doing here that God left them to do, just everybody think of one thing God's left you to do. Okay? Okay? We're going to be doing it there. But with no sin, no enemy to fight, no envy, no jealousy, completely joyous work. <laughs> Over my years, I have preached some sermons and got those deer in the head like gooks. But this may be one of the best. And, and it's just obvious that we haven't looked much at heaven. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm hinting, I'm going to tell you in a minute why I think it's, that's the case. Heaven might look like what the church, come on now, if there was a perfect church, by the way, there's not, Because it's made up of me and you, right? So there's no perfect church. Whatever that perfect church looks like, wouldn't you think that would be something like heaven's going to look like? Because all this is is a dress rehearsal for what? For eternity. Relishing the joy of of your master, one more time. Verse 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had two talents came forward saying, master, you deliver me two talents. Here I've made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Now this is where I began to bring in other scripture to build my case here. Look at 1 Corinthians 4, two. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found what? Listen. Matthew 24.47. We looked at it in chapter 24. Truly I say to you, He will set Him over all His possessions for eternity. There's a garden to take care of. There's a flower bed to take care of. Maybe a little watering and a little nourishing and enjoying, but thank God there we won't be dealing with all that. Have y'all got some stuff in your flower bed this year you've never seen before? It kind of looks like a big old leaf of clover. And it's just taken over and when you pull it up there's all kinds of roots. Or that ground cover looking stuff that, I don't know, I've never seen it before. It's in every crack, anywhere there's anything that's, any dirt. No more of that. We'll have gardens to tend to, but no weeds, no grubs, no moles. But we'll still have gardens to tend to. Who's going to take care of the Lord's gardens? Don't we get joy out of that here? Now, in this passages that we've looked at, God does not expect equal service from all. I'm telling you, I love to see people, people who most people do not see having any giftedness, using their giftedness to perfection and not even knowing it. Not everybody are John MacArthur's. Not every born some great music leader. He, he does not expect equal service from all. But he expects us, listen carefully, get this now, listen carefully, but he expects us to do with what he has gifted us to do the best we can do. To serve Him. Amen. To serve others. Amen. To serve His church. Amen. For what? His glory. So if I do with what I have what I could do, you listening? Some of you who think you have nothing to give to the church, listen to this. So, If I do what I have, if I do with what I have, what I could do, and though it be less than what I think everybody else has, ready, I will go to heaven having made good use of what I had. Amen. Because God knew what you had. Amen. The man who did more had more to begin with. Amen? The man who did less started with less. But look at that second man. He doubled his money just like the other guy did. We learn two things here. Some people use what God has given them wisely. Amen? That on the day of judgment, they will be well rewarded. They'll hear those words we all want to hear. Well done. That's all we want to hear. And if we had looked at the third servant, you remember that guy that took the money and hit it in the ground? Okay. If we looked at the third servant that hit his talent, we would see that, listen, do-nothing servants will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because that indicates what kind of problem. A heart problem. You don't have a heart that loves God. It's a heart problem. A do-nothing servant will be found out to be no servant of God at all. What we do is an indication of our heart. Listen, more importantly than that, why we do what we do is an indication of the heart. That's why we can examine ourselves now. He who has no new heart that comes from God cannot serve Him and serve Him with the right motives. So here it is. I gave it to you last week. Jesus is away on a trip. He has left us resources and work to do in His local church. Work that He's equipped us to do. He's been away a little longer than expected. And for some of us, that was a good deal, right? I was 30 years old when I was born again. I'm sure glad he didn't come sooner than that. He has been waiting longer than expected. He will be back soon. We are to be waiting, watching, working, and serving. Do you hear me? Waiting, watching, watching. Working and serving is what He's left us here to do. And that's not ourselves, by the way. That's Him and others, especially the brethren. And when He returns, are you all ready? He will settle accounts. But today, I promised you a peek at heaven, right? All right, so let's get right into it. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. You hear that? I'll set you over what? Much. Where's that at? Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22, And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. Verse 23, And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. And enter into the joy of your master. So you English-speaking people have A, B, and C in verse twenty-one. Uh, you Spanish-speaking have all of twenty-one in A, B, and C because I couldn't figure out where to split it. I couldn't figure out A, B, and C in Spanish. Are you with me? The verses broke down that way, so you got you got it all. So, Pablo, on A, you just have to read whatever A is, and on B, whatever B is. I couldn't figure it out. So, 21a, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus personally recognized his service. Did you hear that? The master pers- perfect personally recognized the person. He recognized his good and faithful character. And this led to Christ recognizing His faithful service. Listen, you know who we're talking about? At judgment, this is the God of creation, the God of the universe, who will praise His broken and imperfect servants. Is that not what we are? Yet at the judgment, He's going to say, what? Not, oh man, I remember all that you did bad. No, He's going to say, well done, you good and faithful servant." 21b, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. This surely means task while left here. He rewards us with more and more responsibility and opportunity. Listen, when you take care of your own business, take care of your family, you're going to have an opportunity to take care of his church and maybe more here and now. Did you hear that? This would surely mean that in the millennial reign of Christ, there'll be things for you to do there. Did you hear me? But that thousand years, just a thousand years. We've got an eternity. What about eternity? And I think because we put so much focus on trying to convince people there's a thousand year reign, that we forgot to look at all of those years after a thousand years. Could that be the case? The millennial doesn't end it. That just starts it. Are y'all with me? What about then? What about heaven? But I think it has been our inclination to think of the millennial reign and in turn never consider that there will be serving the Lord and others in heaven. All right, next week I'll give anybody that wants to equal opportunity to tell me what we're going to be doing up there if that's not what we're going to be doing. Walking around glassy-eyed talking about the streets of gold for eternity. That would get old. You know what should never get old to Christian people? Waiting, watching serving, working for the Lord. That should never get old. And, and look, it's a burden here. Listen, when the phone rings at 6 o'clock in the morning, on Sunday morning, and everything gets turned up da- upside down, It's sometimes it's a burden. There won't be any of those burdens in heaven. It'll all be what? The joy of who? The Master. Because our serving brings joy to Him and He'll return that joy to who? Us. Mm. And, th- and it's likely. <clears throat> this is likely. The much in heaven will have greater significance than the much that we've done here. So, he said, uh, you've been a good steward with a little. Right? What did he say? You who had a little, he did much with it. I will set you over much more. I'm looking for the imminent return of Christ. Are you, are you not looking for the imminent return of Christ? And how he does it when he returns has been a point of debate from the time that we've had theological discussions reported. But when he returns, if we're anticipating, waiting, watching, working, serving, we'll be just fine. Amen? Because we're going to be doing those things in heaven. Verse 21c, enter into the joy of your master. Not only will servants in heaven be rewarded with more service to do, but they'll share in the joy of the Lord. Sinless, holy, basking, did you hear me? Sinless, holy, basking, in hearing from the Lord, well done. Entering into the joy of the Lord the joy that He receives from our service, He will return to us. Righteousness forever is settled in heaven. Sin forever is gone in heaven. So we that love our sins, going to be gone. That's why we need to be getting rid of them here, amen? We don't want that withdrawal once we get to heaven. There won't be any sin there. These promises are what motivate us to finish the course. Did you hear that? What's going to be in heaven ought to motivate us to finish. What motivated Jesus? Look at Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set, what? Before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen, there is great joy before those in heaven for those who serve, work for the Lord, love the Lord here. Listen, joy for however long. Eternity. The first and second servants with different expectation and different results, both received the same reward. But we cannot say that for the third servant. He went to a place of weeping and gnashing of the teeth. So a summary of heaven. Heaven is not going to be boring. No serious hours a day reading of novels or being on the Internet. No serious playing of video games. Not much big game hunting. Not much mudding and four-wheeling and side-by-siding. worship, serving, working for the Lord God Almighty for eternity. I suggest that some of us might want to man up and begin to exercise a little here so that lifting there won't be too strenuous on us, amen? Come on, somebody tell me after we're saved. After we're saved, what are we rehearsing for? There you go. For heaven. There will be no mistake making there. Wow. Wow but will be an everlasting and expanding ministry to the Lord and to His children, the saints, forever. Remember Jesus? What did He come to do? The will of the Father. What was His meat? What was His sustenance? To do the will of the Father. That's what we'll be doing in joy and for eternity is the will of the Father in heaven. Those who serve the most, listen carefully, those who serve the most and rejoice the most there are those who serve the Lord in a steadfast manner here. In heaven we will equally have eternal life, we'll equally be righteous, we will be equally glorious, Why is that? Because all of that depends upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And Him imputing it, giving it to us. The difference in heaven will be the opportunities that we have for service. And I want to tell you, when we get to heaven, when when we get to heaven, we're going to want an assignment. and the assignment we get are y'all listening carefully depends upon what we did here the differences in heaven will be the opportunities for service you know In heaven, it's not going to be like this. Y'all ready? In heaven, it's not going to be. There's another one of those texts I got from Pastor Bruce. Y'all hear me? Those texts that you ignore and dread like the plague. Because up there, you're going to be getting them from the Father. And you're going to be running to get to the front of the line. You're not serving me here either. You're not practicing here for me. You're rehearsing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody say, Amen. I'm just trying to get you to practice a little here. Those, are you listening? Those opportunities are determined by our devotedness and service while here. In heaven, all service will be perfect. In heaven, all that we do will be rewarding. There will be no good or bad service in heaven. When what when one does and rewarded, listen, there'll be no jealousy in heaven. No envy in heaven. There's no sin in heaven. Whatever our rank is in heaven will be perfect and fit us perfect and everybody around you will be glad you got ranked that way. y'all hear me? You know, probably the thing we have the most trouble of concept of thinking is no sin in heaven. No envy, no jealousy, no prejudice, no hatred in heaven, none. Our work will be successful and will be enjoyed by all the servants and all the saints and those being served for eternity. Luke twenty three forty three, And he said to them, Truly I say to you, Today you will be with me in where? All right. Listen. Y'all understand where we're going? Heaven. Paradise. Not to the deer stand. Not to the honky tonk. Not here. Not there. We're going to paradise in heaven with God. That's where we're going. Paradise. Paradios, which means a park. We're going to the park. That is, specifically, we're going to Eden. It's a place of future happiness and paradise. That's where we're going. No sin. You can't take your sin with you. He said, today you will be with me where? Paradise. Revelation 2, 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of the life, which is where? In the paradise of God. You know know where Adam and Eve were? They were in the garden. It was perfect until Adam and Eve sinned, a place like that. It's, listen, this is not the park. I mean, we've got a really nice city park. If you've been to other parks around the country, you know, we've got a really nice city park. We're not talking about the city park. We're talking about the park that is the paradise of God. God, which for us will be a place of eternal happiness. Now, does a park with God sound like a boring place? When you think of a park, do you think about boredom? No. You think about fun, activities, being with people you love. Matthew 4.10 Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. It's interesting to note, Jesus did not say here, praise and worship, but He said here, praise and serve. Even the briefest examination of the word praise in the the Bible quickly shows it's a verbal thing, and for the most part, singing. Worship, however, is something we do from the heart. Worship manifests itself in praise and service. That is true worship, serving God, serving His people. And that's what we'll be doing for eternity Revelation 22, 3, No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. We are unable to fully serve God in this life due to what? Sin. But in heaven, every curse will be gone. All sin will be gone. We'll not be under the curse of sin any longer. So everything we do in the service of worship in heaven will be perfect. We'll never be motivated by anything other than our love for God. Does that, is that what motivates us today, our love for God? Everything we do will be out of our love for God, untainted by of our sin nature. So, rewards are often pictured as crowns in Scripture, are redic- directly related to our ruling with Christ. And one day we'll lay all of those crowns at His feet Believers will rule and reign with Christ in his Mesonaic kingdom during the millennial. And listen, believers will rule do you hear those two words? Rule and reign with who? Where? Forever. Forever. Over everything in the new heaven and new earth. Forever. In his eternal reign in a new heaven and new earth. Now, you have another page of scripture and that's for your edification because I've been up here long enough. What motivates you to serve today? Is it a love for God and a love for His people? If that's not the case, we're not serving for the right reason. Do you know who you, do you, do you, know who you and I were and are? I was and am a sinner in need of a Savior. And there's only one Savior. And that Savior shed His blood and gave His life on a rugged cross to pay my penalty. He took my place. He died for my sins. He saved me from eternal wrath and has given me a home in heaven. And that should motivate me to love Him and to worship him, and to serve him, and to serve his people, and to serve his church in preparedness for eternity. I pray that this would motivate you to think deeply about heaven, and to think deeply about what heaven's going to be like, and this being a rehearsal for where we're going to spend eternity.